uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you're scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. These streets keep calling me. They don't want me to leave the light behind. Staring at stars, wishing I had time. Well, my kids need food and my girl needs me. Sometimes I dream that I'm finally free So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise And I'm a child and I'm bowing with all my voice I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy I'm just trying to make it, I'm an island boy Island boy, I'm an island boy in a second on a couple of major pieces of news. And this could be the mother of all screw-ups by the Biden administration. So we'll get there in a second. But first, two big pieces of breaking news that I want to bring to you. First, I want to get to this debt ceiling news. This morning, this is Tuesday, September 19th. Hello. Uh, We just learned that the U.S. debt has just passed $33 trillion overnight. I mean, if you're keeping tabs at home, the U.S. debt now added $1 trillion in debt in just three months. U.S. debt increased by $1 trillion in just three months. This is unbelievable. And the interest payments on the debt are now close to $1 trillion. Think about that for a second. Can you imagine the interest payments? The interest payments alone are $1 trillion. I mean, no matter how you slice it, America is in real trouble. Now for the second piece of news that really affects all of us, and that's energy news. This has devastating repercussions across all industries and almost all assets, especially if you're an investor, you need to pay attention to this. So this morning, we got new numbers on oil prices, pushing towards $100 a barrel for a barrel of Brent crude oil. Now, let me know in the comments below. I'm just curious how much you're paying at the pump right now, where you live. Drop me a comment below. Whether it's Europe, whether it's America, the prices are skyrocketing all over the place. And as my friend Ralph Schulhammer points out, he's an academic researcher, he points out that OPEC is calling America's bluff on this. OPEC is continuing to cut production and America has no recourse in this at all. It proves that America runs on oil and Dunkin' Donuts, but it proves that America runs on oil despite all of their bluffing about moving towards renewables. So they're cutting production, America is in real trouble. But the US, of course, placed price caps on Russian oil, while China, of course, is now getting cheap oil from Russia. So then Biden realizes, oh crap, he's in trouble. And what does he do? He raids the strategic oil reserves and then dumps all of this oil into the American economy totally decimating the marketplace. I spoke to economist Peter Schiff about this, and he says it's a disaster. Uh, Biden decided to raid the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and he dumped oil on the market. That reserve is now at an all-time record low as far as how much supply. We have 20 days supply left. The absolute level of the crude in the reserve now is the lowest since uh, in 40 years even though our population is 50% higher than it was 40 years ago. So we've really tapped that out. So Biden has brought China and Russia closer together than ever before. Saudi Arabia now cozier with China than ever before. America's gas prices are skyrocketing. And the summer driving season, by the way, is now done. So now gas prices are going up after the summer driving season. This could be the most 
egregious misjudgment by any leader we've had in the United States since Woodrow Wilson famously praised the KKK for crying out loud. It's a big... Would you ever get into politics, Mohammed? No, sir, because, see, when you people discuss things, they're not, they're not uh, our problems. See, I'm looking at the black people as a nation, and all of our problems, you all don't have nothing to solve them. See, we need a spiritual, divine man, and I believe Elijah Muhammad is that man. We have prostitution problems in New York City mainly, and all I see is the black sisters being used by all type men, and ain't no politicians mentions it. We got dope problems, gang fighting among self, a lack of love for self, no respect for our women. We don't have no property. We don't have no land. We worked 400 years to make this country the wealthiest country on the planet. None of you politicians talk about repaying us for the 400 years of slave labor. You're not the ones who slaved us, who lynched us or raped us, but your people stole the property and left it with you, and you're still guilty because you keep it. All the TV stations, all the next tradition, the Ramada Inns, the Holiday Inns, all the land, everything is yours. So ain't nothing in politics for us. Now I would like to make a promise to the people, and I'm pretty sure I can speak uh, or speak on behalf of my colleagues. We will continue to stand with you, the people. We will continue to fight for freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. We will not shut up. And we will not stop going after those despicable, globalitarian misanthropists. But we would also like to have you make a promise to us. You may have heard, it's all coming back. The first country is already starting about talking mass mandates in Israel. They're already imposing it. I've heard of a few universities in the United States. They're already bringing it all back. And I would really like for you, the people, to not go along. Simply say no. They want you to wear a mask? Say no. They want you to put in another mRNA shot? Say no. They want to impose a curfew on you? Say no. That's really all you have to do. And might not be, or it might sound a little, little hard, but it's actually not that hard. Because once you've made it clear to them that you will no longer go along, once you've let them know, they cannot scare you anymore. Because as long as you're afraid of what they might do, if you don't comply, they have power over you. Take the power away from them. Simply say no. Once you do that, they don't have power over you anymore. You will feel so free. Simply say no. And considering what we've heard today, and considering what we've seen in the last three years, considering what we know they want to implement, heck, you might even be well within your right to tell them to screw themselves and go to hell. That's where they belong. What will you get out of that? I can tell you. Once you've done that, once you've told them to just go to hell, they no longer have power over you, you will have an incredible feeling, a kind of like a sensation of freedom will swap through your body. I promise you will feel so relieved. And this is the state of mind that I would ask all of you to get to. Simply don't let them grind you down anymore. You are worth it. You are deserving of just standing up for yourselves and tell them all to go to hell. Psalms 64 and 2 Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked From the instruction of the workers of iniquity Let's analyze uh, Everything you're discussing here uh, is based on a system of money Can one conceive of a, a system operating without money? Are, are we on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that we're, we're talking about very concrete questions. Uh, can we think about a different social order? Yeah, I think we can think about a very different social order. Uh, 
getting rid of money is one part of it, which I don't think is the crucial part. Uh, the crucial part is getting rid of uh, tyranny. Uh, we happen to be living in a system which would have driven the founding fathers up the wall. It's a, it's a tyrannical system in which power is more and more going into the hands of totalitarian structures which are unaccountable, uh, namely private corporations. The, the, as has long been understood, these are tyrannical structures. They are like totalitarian states. They combine in the command center uh, judicial, uh, legislative, and executive powers. They're pretty much unaccountable to anyone. Well, get ready. CBDCs are coming to take your privacy away. Your ability to pay for things in cash, severely limited uh, or totally eliminated, actually, is quietly coming to the West. But other countries are saying, no thanks, this is a bridge too far. We will get there in a moment. But first, a troubling trend right now of banks across the United States. Psalms 64 and 5. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They consume of laying snares privately. They say, Woe, shall they shall see them? Randomly deciding to shut down bank accounts with no reason given whatsoever. Imagine now you, you have no choice, right? Because now I don't have a bank account. I can't use a bank, so I'm being forced to use a central bank digital currency because I have no bank. So what's going on here? Three separate coin shop owners um, over the past few days uh, that sell gold, silver coins suddenly found their bank accounts just totally shut down. The coin shop owner who operates a coin shop dealing in silver and gold received certified letters from the bank saying, hey, we're going to start the shutting down process. Watch. I'll read some of the letters to you guys. And I've, I've heard of this happening before. I just didn't believe that it would happen to me. So, dear customer, we're writing about your account. After a recent review, we have decided to end our relationship with you and close your accounts referenced above. As stated in your account agreement, we can close your account at any time for any reason with or without notice. We will begin our closing process on September 6, 2023. So they gave me basically a month. Uh, and in the letter, it says they're uh, going to close even my credit cards I have with them. Isn't that nice of them? That's very nice of them. You even close your credit cards. What's shocking is that the bank declined to provide any reason at all for their abrupt decision. We've heard a number of stories of people being debanked um, over the past few weeks here at the end of the summer. So now central bank digital currencies are coming, whether these countries are ready or not, according to the Wall Street Journal. And the CBDC is putting the government at the center of every single transaction. It gives the government's visibility into financial transactions, the ability to revoke money at any time. They don't like what you're spending it on. Tracking, of course, of gun sales, etc. It doesn't matter. They will revoke it. They will revoke your ability to buy these things. Uh, in any event, these are tyrannical systems which have no right to exist any more than other tyrannical systems, and they have an extraordinary effect over life. I mean, they are the media. When we talk about the media reflecting their interests, that's, uh, you know, like saying, I reflect my interests. But yes, of course they do. Uh Malachi 2 and 1. Woe to them that devise iniquity and work evil upon the upon their beds when the morning is light they practice it because it is in the power of their hands let's analyze they've already been laying the groundwork for this taking away cash they don't want you to use cash they told us stay away from cash of course because COVID could live on the surfaces of that. And we're hearing it again now as we enter this new phase of COVID this fall. Watch. Well, health experts say the coronavirus can live on surfaces like cash for up to 10 days. That has many people worried about shopping and other everyday tasks. Yeah, a lot so of worried. people. I'm sure a lot of these people that that news station interviewed are really concerned about cash. Mm -hmm. Like they're really, really. They don't want it. We have a team of reporters tonight covering cash and how it's killing you. 
that it's not just the media, it's the entertainment industry and you know advertising and so on. This is all a reflection of a network of private tyrannies that have an overwhelming effect on government. What's happening now, of course, dozens of countries have now moved out of the pilot program phase for the CBDCs. They're now getting close to launching their central bank digital currencies. Here is the CBDC tracking map to show you where things stand right now. So see if you can spot your country of choice here on this map. Let's just kind of go through what we're seeing here. Now, in pink is the 11 have launched, 21 pilot programs, 33 developed in the development stage right now. The United States in the development stage, Canada, Mexico in the development stage, all of North America. America in the development stage, Brazil in the development stage, um, and you can see again a lot of these turquoise, Colombia in the development stage, um, and then you have some of these in purple which are in the launched phase, and you already have some that have said we're done with these things, like we're, we're sort of inactive on these because we just don't think that it's working. Senegal is saying we're done with this, uh, Nigeria also reporting that we're done with this. Um, and you see some pilot programs, Russia, Kazakhstan, uh, Australia. Um, but yeah, you're, you're starting to get some blowback now from some of these countries that are saying, we're not going to use this anymore. We've given it a chance and we think that it's, it's a terrible idea. So for instance, five more countries have now abandoned CBDCs. So just kind of going through some of these countries here, Denmark, uh, Denmark, Japan, Ecuador, um, Japan specifically saying we're, 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 we tried it in 2020, we're not doing it anymore. Um, Finland as well. Nigeria is perhaps the biggest and most recent um, disaster case. And China, by the way, has also built their CBDCs with, with the use of banks as well. So it's in fact, Revelations, Revelation 14 and 10. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of Yahweh, which poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. In, 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 Y'all know what I'm talking about, fam. I can't even say it. I ain't going to try it no more. And he shall be turned with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angel. And in this presence of the lamb. Let's analyze. Different than the way that the United States wants to do it, right. which is be a fed a federal program. Of course, now we know the largest banks in the United States have come out of this FedNow pilot program and are fully up and running on this for transactions. So this is happening. So the idea is get re reduce the federal government except for the parts that work for us, like and those increase. But cut down the parts that work for anyone else, go down to the state level, uh, reduce them even further, put even more uh, decision-making into the hands of private, unaccountable power. That's the core of the system. And that's what's got to be dismantled, totally. I mean, it has no legitimacy. comes out of the same intellectual roots as fascism and Bolshevism and ought to be dismantled the same way. So the back-end FedNow program, which will settle... Revelations 12 and 12. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitant of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down to you having great wrath because he know that he has but a short time. Let's analyze. Actions using the Fed, using this sort of digital Fed now currency behind uh, Citibank, Bank of America, all those pilot programs that were rolled out, it's coming. It's absolutely covering. So CBDC would replace the current treasury control of the currency and replace it with a Fed control of the currency. And this would change the dollar forever. And the Fed is not elected. It can do basically whatever it wants. Um, it barely answers to Congress. I mean, it's a joke to think that it even really answers to Congress. They, they like to pretend that they do, but they are omnipotent. They don't answer to Congress. They don't answer to you as a voter. They don't answer to anybody. And they will completely control the money supply. And they would the, the currency would be fully digitally controlled by them. So guys, it's coming. 
this is exactly what's about to happen to your currency, your digital dollar. Get ready for full control of this. Uh, where you go from there, well, you know, there one could discuss. Uh, there are lots of ways in which you could have a democratically run society. Second, second Ezra 16, 74, and 75. Hear, O ye, my beloved, says the Lord. Behold, the days of trouble are at hand, but I will deliver you from the same. But ye not afraid, neither doubt, for Yahweh is your guide. That's out of uh, it's worth discussing and thinking about, but the existence of money, it seems to me, is a side part of it. Uh, maybe money should be part of a decent society, maybe it shouldn't. I suspect it probably should, some form of means of exchange. But it's kind of like a technical question on the side. The real question is tyranny. That Russia was going to turn. That war would break out. That told me a history of prophecies, which some I'm going to mention in here tonight. Whether you believe it or not. Right. Nobody else told about this. You didn't get these biblical prophecies out of the Quran. You didn't even know what Armageddon was unless you looked in the box. Find me the religion that talked about Armageddon. I'd like to know about it. Just wait a minute. Find me the religion that talked about the Third World War. Where is it at? Вы не пытался помешать нам, а тем более создать угрозы для нашей страны, для нашего народа. Должны знать, что ответ России будет незамедлительным и приведет вас к таким последствиям, с которыми вы в своей истории еще никогда не сталкивались. All know what this nuclear power plant is. And there is nothing NATO can do about it. Everybody act like the Bible's a fairy tale. Right. But why is it that everybody know these prophecies so well? That's right. And now you living in them. That's right. I was a young man 35 years ago. And they said Russia would turn on America after it came together with America. Back in the 80s, America was in a Cold War with Russia. When I said America come together with Russia, they mortal enemies. And then turn back against each other, said, nah, y'all got to be wrong. And I'm living it now. That's right. Go ahead. With all subjection. Go ahead. But I suffer not a woman to teach. 
God said, I suffered not a woman to teach. But I suffered not a woman to teach.
called Killing the Word. I stay tuned to the Fade Podcast. It's the hottest message out there. Hey, y'all. When I'm at the spot just chilling, when I'm in my car just driving around, I always use the phase to keep it real. This thing was real. And that's one of the hottest podcasts around. I definitely suggest it. Check them out. I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police can kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I got to ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act defend shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to Marcus. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. What's up, fam? This is Faze. Um, I want to thank the Most High for all He do for us, y'all, knowingly and unknowingly. And I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the most high bosom. Thank you, Yahweh. And thank you, Yahweh Shah, for all you do for us. I want to thank all my interstate people for listening to me, y'all. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. And I want to thank all my out-of-state people for listening. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. Shake it down. Shake it down. She get down, down. She get down. She get down. She get down. Hey, fam, what's up? Hey, um, they got something around my neighborhood trying to scare people, y'all. And I want y'all, the world, to listen to this. You know, if I tell you, y'all, Faze, Faze, you be talking crazy. He on that hood to tour. But I'm gonna, um, the most I keep on bringing me this stuff to analyze and show y'all. And, and some of y'all gonna get it and some of y'all ain't. You know what I'm saying? So for the ones that gonna get it and for the young people that don't know no better and wanna know better, you know, this is it. So check this out and analyze it. Okay? Let's analyze. Some people in Baltimore County really concerned. Yeah, this after two people contracted triple E and that resulted in the death of a little girl. Fox News and Aya Sprags has this story. Instead of going straight to work Thursday morning, Maria Ann Callahan spent time helping her neighbors in Spanish Fort. I'm trying to get a group of volunteers come together and um, to help our elderly residents. For the next two weeks, Callahan will go door to door, passing out flyers and educating neighbors about a disease impacting the area. The disease is a rare mosquito-borne illness known as Eastern Equine Encephalitis, or Triple E, and health officials say it's worse than West Nile virus. We're really talking about mosquitoes that multiply more in swampy-type regions. As of Thursday, there have been two positive cases of Triple E in humans in Baldwin County, a little girl who died from the illness and a man who is seriously ill. It can't progress to meningitis or meningoencephalitis, which again can be deadly. It's not just Baldwin County. There is evidence the disease is in Mobile County as well. When we collect mosquitoes out in the community, we found that a mosquito was in fact infected with Tripoli, Eastern Equine Encephalitis. 
That mosquito was not the only animal infected with the disease. State officials say a horse in Baldwin County also tested positive, prompting recommendations for horse owners to have the pets vaccinated against Triple E and West Nile virus every six months. Unfortunately, there's no vaccine for humans. Health officials say you need to protect yourself. We strongly recommend that people use a mosquito repellent. Wear loose-fitting clothes, uh, preferably long sleeves and long pants if you possibly can. Officials on both sides of the bay are also doing their part to keep the community safe. Now we have sprayers, our um, mosquito sprayers that are out in the community uh, nearly on a daily basis. They have they have 60 plus different routes. In Baldwin County, Anaya Sprags. What we're facing here now, family, is the world is now beginning to realize. Now I know that there are a lot of people of all, a lot of different cultures, even China. China don't want to admit that the or original people in China that brought forward the dynastic periods of China were black. Japan doesn't want to admit that the original shogun was the priesthood that was brought from Kush. Indians don't want to admit that the, the Harappa and the Mohenjo-Daro civilizations were formed by Kushites. Koreans don't want to admit that Africans brought uh, uh, Koreans onto the islands of Japan, met another African people known as the Ainu, and created what we today call the Japanese culture. Even in America, they don't want to admit that the original people were the Twa people over 100,000 years ago coming to this part of the world. And so what we're facing, family, is this conflict with them. We, not with them, them with them, and then them looking at us. Family, once and for all, let's come to this conclusion. Egypt, what we call Egypt, which was a derogatory, uh, which was a term that was taken out of the Greek word eguptos, eguptos, was taken from an African word known as Hikapata. Even the word Egypt is a contamination of the original African word Hikapata. This is us family. We did this. But it's not important just that we know this. It's that we're able to understand this. 1482, Leonardo da Vinci was commissioned to paint a painting of Christ and the 12 disciples. This was 1482, 10 years before Columbus set sail, because that painting would be the greatest weapon used in colonialism and still is right now, because many black people around the world still have that original uh, Last Supper. And so when Leonardo was asked to paint that picture, he got his uncle to actually sit in, and this is an historic record. He got his uncle to sit in and pose as Christ. And he got 12 criminals from a local jail who happened to be available to sit in as the 12 disciples. What is your real name? Malcolm. Malcolm X. Uh, is that your legal name? As far as I'm concerned, it's my legal name. Have you been to court to establish the I don't, I, I didn't have to go to court to be called Murphy or Jones or Smith. Excuse me for answering you this way. That's so all right. a Chinese person were to say his name was Patrick Murphy, uh, you would look at him like he's insane because uh, Murphy is an Irish name, uh, a European name, or the name that uh, has a Caucasian or, or a white background. And a yellow person, Chinese is a yellow man, and uh, he has nothing to do or no connection whatsoever with the name Murphy. And if it doesn't look proper for a person who is yellow or Chinese to be walking around named Murphy or Jones or Johnson or Bunch or Powell, uh, I think it would be just as improper for a black person or the so-called Negro in this country, as we're taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, to walk around with these names. And therefore, he teaches us that during slavery, the same slave master who owned us uh, put his last name on us to denote that we were his property. So that when you see a Negro today who's named Johnson, if you go back in his history, you'll find that he was once his grandfather or one of his forefathers was owned by a white man who was named Johnson. His name is Bunch. His, his grandfather was owned by a I white man point. that was uh, named Bunch. Would you mind telling me what your father's last name was? My father didn't know his last name. My father got his last name from his grandfather, and his grandfather got it from his grandfather, who got it from the slave master. 
the real names of our people were destroyed well, was during there slavery. Any, was there any line, uh, any point in, in the uh, genealogy of your family when you did have to use the last name? And if so, what was it? The last name of my forefathers yeah. was taken from them when they were brought to America and made slaves. And then the name of the slave master was given, which we refuse. We reject that name today. You mean, you, mean to... you won't even tell me what your father's supposed last name was or gifted last name was? I never acknowledge it whatsoever. The police don't want you to know this, so please share and duet this as much as possible. Um, a mother and a daughter went to Von Mills to go shopping. The daughter had to go to the bathroom, so the mother sat outside the washroom while the daughter went. About 20 minutes um, while the mother was waiting, um, the mother started to worry, and so she got up and she went looking. And this time, nobody had come in and out of the bathroom. So she went in, and that's when she saw a wheelchair in front of one of the stalls. So she started looking under all the stalls, and that's when she found her daughter's feet shoes, as well as a stranger's shoes, in the same stall. So she pushed open the door to find the guy sprint right past her, and her daughter was unconscious with her head shaved. Um, this is not just at Vaughn Mills. This happened at Vaughn Mills, but it's not just happened at Vaughn Mills. It's also happening at Yorkdale. There's over 60 cases so far, but the police have not gone to the media with this. So it's up to us to spread the awareness as much as possible. Um, the, this is the newest way to kidnap people. And it's not just women and children, it's men too. Um, they wait for you to not be alert and they come up behind you, inject you in the neck with something that puts you to sleep. And then they shave your head, throw you in a wheelchair and cart you right out under the cameras and under security's noses. And there's, and nobody does anything because they think that you're just not well. They think that you're just disabled. Um, so nobody bats an eye about it. I was wondering about our yesterdays and digging through the rubble. And to say the least, somebody went to a hell of a lot of trouble to make sure that when we looked things up, we wouldn't fare too well. And we would come up with totally unreliable pictures of ourselves. But I compiled what few facts I could, I mean, such as they are, to see if we could find out a little bit of something. And this is what I got so far. First, white folks discovered Africa. They claimed it fair and square. Cecil Rose couldn't have been robbing nobody because hell, there wasn't nobody there. And white folks brought all the civilization because there wasn't none around. How could the folks be civilized when wasn't nobody writing nothing down? And just to prove all of their suspicions, well, didn't take too long. They found out that there were whole tribes of people in plain sight running around with no clothes on. That's right. The men, the women, the young and the old righteous folks covered their eyes and no time was spent considering the environment. Hell no, this just wasn't civilized. And another piece of information they had, or at least this is what we were taught, is that unlike the civilized people of Europe, these tribal units actually fought. And yes, there was some crude implements and yes, there was primitive art. And yes, they were masters of hunting and fishing and courtesy came from the heart. And yes, there was love and medicine, religion, intertribal communication by drum, but no paper, no pencils, and no other utensils. And hell, these folks never even heard of a gun. And this is why the colonies came, to stabilize the land. Because the dark continent had copper and gold, and the discoverers had themselves a plan. They would discover all the places with promise. You didn't need no titles and deeds. Then they would appoint people to make everything legal, to sanction the trickery and greed. And back in the jungle, when the natives got restless, they would call it guerrilla attack. And they would never describe that the folks finally got wise and decided that they would fight back. And still, we are victims of word games. Semantics is always a bitch. Places once referred to as underdeveloped are now called mineral rich. And the game goes on eternally. Unity kept just beyond reach. Egypt and Libya used to be in Africa. They've now been moved to the Middle East. There are examples galore, I assure you. But if interpreting were left up to me, I'd be sure every time folks knew this version wasn't mine, which is why it is called his story. Hey, ultra, okay? NASA over there is a scam Ola, all right? But there's another document attached to this or kind of goes with it from NASA, and here's what it says about the family unit. But the very last statement in this document, it says, factor six, cattle. 
those who will not use their brains are no better off than those who have no brains. And so this mindless school of jellyfish, father, mother, son, and daughter become useful beasts of burden or trainers of the same. So what they say in this document is they will dole out poisonous foods. It's not what we need, but it's what we want. And those that decide to eat these foods will have the consequences of that. They tell us uh, how they set up all the social engineering, how they devise the family, how they crumble the family, how they set up the war machine, how they influence thinking uh, in the family unit to allow the family to give up their children to war for a rich man's spotter. As you can see, like they have disdain for the family unit. Also, I'll let you know that the silent weapon technology that we're going to discuss in these next several videos and today was developed in an operational research and strategic tactical mythology developed under the military management in England during World War II. Now, as we're peeling back all the onions, aren't you guys finding kind of a coincidence? Operation Paperclip, Operation Mockingbird, all this stuff was around World War II. We were supposed to be fighting back fascism and communism and all this stuff all around the globe. We were supposed to be getting rid of Hitler and his gang. I truly believe Hitler never died. I truly believe he lived out his days to be an old man. Okay, they brought all those guys over, the scientists and all the high ups, they brought them over. Please go look this stuff up. It's called Operation Paperclip. And they brought all those guys over here, put them into positions, high positions in our government and our and our universities. Okay, and they continued on with their experiments and they shared all their knowledge and it's disgusting. All right, it's disgusting. We were played like a fiddle. We thought they were having Nuremberg trials over there, and those people were all gonna be held accountable for what they did, and that was a big bad lie. America smuggled those guys out and brought them here and we continued everything that they've done. I've even I literally cannot get over there. That's just the way it is. Well, I, I've I, been ordered not to let anyone cross the bridge, so you can go through CSRD and see if they'll let you through, but right now you're not allowed to cross the bridge. So There is nobody out here besides us. They sent all the kids home from school because of the wind advisory. And we found out yesterday that we lost a whole neighborhood of children. All right, guys. So the last video I just did was speaking about Lahaina, speaking about Maui, and speaking about the media blackout that's going on right now. But now I want to get into where are the children? This is a topic that I just personally, I, I, I don't know if I can handle but we have to because we have to keep addressing this. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Share this to as many people. And Maui officials still are telling us they have no idea where the children are. What? Where are the children? And this is also Hawaii real estate. So both of these guys have been doing an amazing job out there. Where are the children? Where are the children? In just a matter of months, four African countries have had coups that have seen the ousting of their leaders. Leaders they claim are puppets placed by France, so they can do whatever they want with the country and their resources. One may think they are wrong, but the fact that this got France angry and threatens to retaliate sends a message of what is really happening. France has threatened to wage an attack on Niger, who just had a military coup, and says the military leaders are a threat to their interest. They just displaced over 1,000 French troops from Mali to the capital city of Niger. But why is France so worried? What interest are they protecting? Well, if you haven't been current, let me bring you up to speed. Niger military leaders just placed a ban on the export of uranium and gold, especially to France. Uranium is a major mineral needed by France in its nuclear power plants. Uranium from Niger powers over one-third of homes in France, Yet over 85% of Niger doesn't know what electricity is. Isn't that unfair? I mean, it is only fair if France helped in developing places and make them enjoy even a piece of their uranium. As a matter of fact, it is not just France. 25% of uranium entering the European Union comes from Niger. It is only logical that one day people will come to the realization that they are being cheated. And they just did. But France has decided they won't let it slide. France says it will do everything to protect its interest in Niger. It will be important to note that the USA also has a military base in Niger, and also you can remember it is a NATO member too. 
And you know, whenever any NATO country is at war, other NATO member countries come to help. This is exactly what is about to happen. The military leaders of Niger's neighboring countries notice the pattern and decide to back Niger. Who are these leaders and what pattern have they noticed, and why do they back Niger? Well, if you've not been informed, Mali and Burkina Faso have also had coups and their countries taken over by the military leaders too. Mali is led by Assimi Goida, while Burkina Faso is led by Ibrahim Tror. These two are strongly in favor of France leaving all of French Africa. They also warn that any attack on Niger means an attack on Mali and Burkina Faso too. They warn France and the U.S. that they won't hesitate to send in troops to back Niger. Other ECOWAS member states condemn this act too especially as the president of Niger is held hostage and they demand that he be freed. They also gave Niger a seven-day ultimatum to let him go. As a matter of fact, Nigeria has closed its borders and stopped all trade with Niger. The economy between Nigeria and Niger has slowed as a result of this and the people of Niger suffer already as the country's economy heavily depended on Nigeria. The concern of Mali and Burkina Faso is that they see this as the same thing that happened to Libya. The fight starts with one NATO member and at the end of the day, the country is at war with many NATO members. Can you see the similarity? Libya is in bad shape today because of its richness in oil. Congo is in constant conflict because it is so rich in natural resources and only one person is benefiting from this. France. Today Niger bans the export of its natural resource and tit becomes a threat to France's interest. What do you think about this? Do you think Niger should continue trading with France for peace to reign? Do you think Burkina Faso and Mali should send in troops to defend Niger? As for us, we love to see a world where every country uses its resources to make its people happy and rich while sharing a bit of God's blessings to the world with other countries. See y'all, this is why I was telling Africa. See, I don't, when I say it, people always say he, he think he know it. But I'm just letting y'all know what it is, what it is. The Bible says the earth is given to the hands of the wicked, y'all. So now I'm telling, I'm, 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 I'm looking at Africa and I'm like, um, y'all see what happened in Libya? You see how they gonna destroy your country up? And then he said that, you know, they struggling even worse. They were struggling anyway. Now they can start building up from the root then. This is a part of building up from the root if they serious about it. Now Russia and China got to play their own hand. Because United States, y'all, y'all got to check this out now, fam. United States is looking at the fight. China and the United States is out to fight Russia, right? Now, and, and the UN and all the other other gadget they got going on. And now, they're going to turn around and try to fight Africa. Now, this is what I don't understand about the, the whole continent of Africa. The whole continent of Africa is at, they is at war now. The continent is getting ready to be at war. You're going to have stuff blown up in the country, destroyed and everything. And y'all ain't looking at the big picture, y'all. How the land supposed to be developed like it is and be nourished. And now they're coming and blowing it up and everything else. If I can't have it, y'all ain't going to have it either. You got to realize this, fam. And we look at it and we like, nah, that ain't gonna happen. Now, I put our heads in the ground. What's wrong with um them being afraid now? Because you know, um, France, once their resources start going down like Africa, 
you know. But this is what the mindset of Africa that I don't understand. You wasn't getting nothing from France anyway. Now you can make your own way of putting bids in to build up the the whole continent of Africa. You got people that know how to do the electric and all this other stuff and work in pieces and, 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 and pieces. Now, if you got other people that continue want to, you know, push on not to the narratives of uplifting and rebirthing up Africa, then you got to you got to get the cool out on them. When when is enough gonna be enough when you still working like hell and everybody getting all your getting the money from your resources and you got children and stuff out there dying and hungry and thirsty. You got water, you got people living in unconditional and unconditional situations. And then this dude taking billions of dollars from y'all and ain't even least trying to help y'all out to rebuild. I don't know. If it was a marriage between y'all and y'all was married and you opened up your eyes and seen what the marriage was about and you really loved that marriage, you you really honored that marriage, you really respected that marriage and all of a sudden you really found out that the marriage was only one-sided. Now, Africa. France was a marriage to y'all all these years. And this is what the marriage got out of y'all. And look what you got out of the marriage. And the first thing y'all had to do is start getting y'all wise men, y'all wise gate together. Yeah, it starts doing the 613 law statutes of commandments. The earth is given to the hands of the wicked. Let's analyze. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney has long been shedding light on France's alleged wrongdoings and following the Niger coup, some of her statements have gained considerable attention. Prime Minister Georgia Maloney has consistently expressed her concerns regarding the mistreatment of Africans by France. She has consistently criticized France for its perceived exploitation of the resources within African nations. According to her assertions, France benefits disproportionately from African resources compared to the local populations. Maloney contends that addressing the issue of illegal immigration necessitates putting an end to the exploitation of Africans and allowing them to break free from these exploitative practices. Questo Questo è un bambino che lavora in una miniera d'oro in Burkina Faso. Il Burkina Faso è una delle nazioni più povere del mondo. Per il Burkina Faso che ha l'oro, la Francia stampa moneta coloniale. In cambio pretende che finiscano nelle casse del tesoro francese il 50% di tutto quello che il Burkina Faso esporta. L'oro che questo bambino si infila in un cunicolo per tirare fuori finisce per lo più nelle casse dello Stato francese. Allora la soluzione non è prendere gli africani e spostarli in Europa. La soluzione è liberare l'Africa da certi europei che la sfruttano e consentire a queste persone di vivere di quello che Emmanuel Macron. Emmanuel Macron ci ha definiti vomitevoli, cinici, irresponsabili. E qui la stampa italiana a dire, eh, hai visto che ha detto Macron, che siamo irresponsabili. Vergogna. Irresponsabili Emmanuel Macron sono quelli che hanno bombardato la Libia perché gli dava fastidio che l'Italia avesse un rapporto privilegiato in campo energetico con Gheddafi esponendoci al caos migrazione nel quale ci troviamo cinici Emmanuel Macron 
sono i francesi che mandano la gendarmerie a rispedire indietro qualunque immigrato tenti di passare il confine a Ventimiglia. Ma soprattutto, perché le cose vanno raccontate come si deve, vomitevole e chi... Bono, che lo vuoi di tu? Vomitevole e chi, come la Francia, continua a sfruttare l'Africa stampando moneta per 14 nazioni africane sulle quali applica il signoraggio, facendo lavorare bambini nelle miniere, estraendo materie prime come accade in Niger, dove la Francia estrae il 30% dell'uranio che gli serve a far camminare le centrali nucleari e il 90% dei nigerini vive senza elettricità. Non ci venire a fare lezioni, Macron, perché l'Africa scappa da voi e la soluzione non è spostare gli africani in Europa, è liberare l'Africa da certi europei. Non accettiamo lezioni. France has faced allegations of instituting unjust agreements between itself and African nations. One such policy is the purported imposition of a colonial tax, ostensibly tied to the benefits reaped from colonization. This implies that newly independent nations are required to reimburse the expenses incurred by France for constructing infrastructure during the colonial era. Another policy causing significant disagreement involves the appropriation of national financial reserves. Under this arrangement, African countries are mandated to deposit their financial reserves with the Bank de France. Consequently, France has effectively maintained custody over the financial reserves of 14 African countries since 1961, which include Benin, Burkina Faso, Guinea-Bissau, Ivory Coast, Mali, Niger, Senegal, Togo, Cameroon, the Central African Republic, Chad, Congo-Brazzaville, Equatorial Guinea and Gabon. Notably, in 2019, a proposal emerged from eight West African countries advocating for the withdrawal of their currency reserves from the French Central Bank. Another substantial point of contention between France and its former colonies revolves around the matter of raw materials and resources. Among these, the Sahel nation stands out as one of the world's significant uranium producers, serving as a major supplier of uranium to the European Union, particularly France. With the crisis intensifying in Naida following the recent coup d'etat, there is a growing sense of apprehension within Europe regarding uranium exports from Naija, a prominent uranium producer globally. It is believed one in every three light bulbs in France is powered by uranium sourced from Naija. Yet in Naija, nearly 85% of the population remains without access to electricity. Despite Naija having gained its independence in the 1960s, France continues to wield significant influence within the country, effectively maintaining a quasi-monopoly on accessing its natural resources. Since the discovery of uranium in Naija, a substantial portion of the ore has been exclusively exported to France for over four decades through Arriva, the French state-owned nuclear power company. Surprisingly, this arrangement has led to uranium mining contributing only around 5% of Niger's national gross domestic product. Considering Niger's vital role in supplying raw materials to France at a notably low expense, it might be expected that France would have shown greater commitment to Niger's development. However, Niger remains entrenched among the most impoverished nations in Africa. The surge of anti-France sentiments is hardly astonishing, given that the ongoing collaboration and engagement with France have failed to yield any favorable outcomes, instead exacerbating the challenges faced by former French colonies. Put the blue ribbon out of the seats. You have a shot, let me get in the Prince of Peace. We a nation.
nation comprised of kings and priests. We're keeping up a sock and feast and weeks. Ever since the sense of battle, we've been falling. Fuse getting that dirty money, that talk clean. Better answer the phone when it's calling. Spiritual treasure falling like it's falling. All kind of yeah. fringes on my body got me drip, drip. My niggas got it out the mud, we used to flip zips. If I got up on a handy, I'm a sip sip. I ain't talking prescription pills when I stick to the script. I was lost in the sauce, I didn't forget that. I still go back to the block for my people, I give back. Telling crack the pregnant women, my nigga, I did that. Now I'm praying to God, hoping he forgive that. Cause I'm in the truth now, I know you heard that. Fit the Broadway on the corner where we teach the word at. Ironically, that's the same place we used to serve packs. Had no love for my people, but I had to purge that. The scriptures are for us, bias like it's food, boo. The blood of your house was shy like a Subaru. Shout out to Haiti Levi, put that boo-hoo. We got it popping now. Boo-hoo. I put the blue ribbon out the seats. Your house was shy, Lama got in the Prince of Peace. We a nation comprised of kings and priests. We're keeping up a sock and feast and weeks. Ever since the sense of battle, we've been falling. Fuse getting that dirty money, not talk clean. Better answer the phone when he's calling. Spiritual treasure falling like it's falling. Yeah, yeah. Falling like it's falling, yeah, yeah.